Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Yo, Eagles Nation, final weekend before we finally get some Eagles football. About a week away as of this recording. The fall weather is finally here. I am so, so ready for this, man. I want all the fall festivities, all of it. I want football. I want the apple, the pumpkin. I want all that stuff, flannels, everything. I want it all here. We are back, the Philly pod. The crew is here, as always. I, Stephen Conrad Jr., alongside with the host, Victor Williams. And Jordan is back with us. She made the cut. She it took us a while to evaluate that first episode. Tryout. Wait, is this her second or third Second show one. Here? Second one. Second. Second one. We had to evaluate the first so, one. It took us a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I live to um, see the another other day. day. What's yeah. that? I live to see another day. Yep. That's that's what happened with me, you know, and here I am about <laughs> a year and a half later. I'm actually, I'm I'm the intro now. Vic just handed me the baton. Yeah. Don't, the you're about to let it go to your head. People are going to start thinking you're the host. <laughs> so we got it. We're going to have to dip that in the bud fairly quick. But appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, everywhere else you get your shows. Uh, we actually just got on Odyssey. So that's a fun thing. So if you get your all your shows over there, because I know like WIP and all them, they do it over there. So I had to figure out a way to get the podcast over there so you guys can catch your shows over there as well. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, leave comments. Do all that fun stuff on the YouTube side. Turn on notifications so you know when uh, all the new videos do go up and live. And be sure to uh, check those out. Thank you guys for tuning in. So like Steven mentioned, we are one week, about one week away from the beginning of the Eagles season. Everybody that saw the last video and listened to the last show saw me and Steven lose our minds that Fulgham was gone and all the cuts that were made and things like that. So since then, the practice squad has been released and some players have come back, thankfully. Um, but now we have to understand why some players did, weren't claimed on waivers and things of that nature. So Jordan is a known and vocal Gardner Minshew fan for reasons we'll, we'll, we'll never know. So starting with the QB room, obviously Nick Sirianni uh, named Jalen Hurts the starter. It wasn't a surprise to any of us, but at least he came out and solidified it and said that he's earned that right. So Jordan, just your thoughts on the on the QB room as a whole. I know your guy Gardner Minshew is now in the mix. We have a swagged out QB room and it's going to be hard for people as far as style goes to, to surpass the wide receiver room or the QB room 
in Philadelphia, rather. So just your whole takeaways uh, between Flacco, Jalen Hurts, and your man Gardner Minshew. Does Minshew a threat to start here? I don't think so. Neither does Steven. People know that. But he's your man. So how do you view uh, the, the QB room as a whole at this point prior to the season? I'm very excited. I think it was a smart move. What we saw in the couple of preseason games for QB depth made me very nervous. And I was very vocal about that on some of the other shows I was on. So the fact that they did notice that and they went out and they made a move, I was very happy about it. I am sold on Gardner Minshew as a quarterback, but I do see him more as a backup quarterback I don't see him taking over a team and being he's a perfect backup quarterback and like you said the vibes in the QB room immaculate you can't you can't with Jalen swag and Gardner Minshew's vibe whatever the jorts and the mustache and the mullet like you just can't compete with that it's unbelievable Flacco's in there's like the cool uncle who's just watching everything over but I do think with time, Minshew's going to work and be QB2. Obviously, they can't throw him in as that without even knowing the offense. So Flacco's still there for right now. But I think with time, he'll be QB2. I don't think he's a threat to Hurts to her- at all. Um, I When I was so excited about it, everyone was like, why are you so excited? Like, this is Hurts <laughs> season. Like, And I was like, Gardner Minshew coming in is no threat to Hurts and no threat to this offense. But we do have to remember the importance of a backup quarterback god forbid something is to happen and i don't say that with like gardner Minshew will come in and pull nick Foles and take us to another super bowl i don't see that being the case but god forbid especially with covid still being an issue with any godforsaken injury that could happen we do need someone sitting behind hurts that could carry us over a span of a couple days a couple games just so it doesn't totally tank our season especially with how the NFC East is looking. And I trust Gardner Minshew to do that more than I trusted Mullins and still more than I trust Flacco. So I'm very excited about it, and I think it's a great move. Yeah, and we got him for nothing. Exactly, so. exactly. And that's the that's the thing we have to remember here is that Minshew came in here for virtually, if at the end of it all, he basically, how he found a way to swap uh, Matt Pryor for Minshew at the end of the day because it was, uh, it was a six-round conditional pick for Gardner Minshew that will become a fifth if Minshew plays in 50% of three or more games this season, but who knows with COVID and all that stuff. So who knows how that's going to shake out. And then how he essentially got that six round pick back when uh, he traded Matt Pryor and a seventh, I think it was. So essentially he traded Matt Pryor and a seventh and got Minshew in return. So that's, yeah. that's how all that shook out. So you can't be mad at it. Like you mentioned, COVID is still very much a factor this season. Even before the season has started, people are already entering protocols and 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 all that stuff so how we wanted to make sure that there was some type of talent in that qb room other than joe flacco (laughs) some developmental talent that can come in and get some experience if jalen hurts uh can't go for whatever reason so you can kind of see what you have in gardner Minshew by default if you need to and then kind of go from there but like you mentioned jalen hurts is the leader of this team it's all known what hasn't been a surprise to anybody and it's Minshew is a good solid backup that if he has to come in you can still be confident that they can still win a game and that's the important thing here uh Steven we all talked about the running backs last episode they're running with three at the moment with Miles Sanders Kenneth Gainwell as well as Boston Scott and now they did bring Jordan Howard back on the practice squad as well as Jason Huntley Jason Huntley was responsible for a lot of the uh 
kick return duties last year. So maybe they're going to look into see if he's in a specialist role. But a few days removed now that Howard and and, and Huntley is back. Gainwell, you wrote a blog finally today on on Kenneth Gainwell being the highest graded rookie on the Eagles this preseason. So there's a lot of promise in Gainwell, which made Jordan Howard expendable. But he is still here in the practice squad. How do you think this running back room, How what do you expect from them moving forward, the way it's shaken out? Well, I'm glad we're here recording this because we had made that uh, <laughs> video, what, two days ago, just talking about why did they cut Travis Fulgham? Why did they cut, you know, Jordan Howard? Because, mm-hmm. look, like we know Nick Sirianni has his preferences and he's going to use these guys in a certain way, you know, specifically the running backs. But, you know, when you look at this running back rotation, it I thought it was lacking a power back. So I'm glad Jordan Howard is on the practice squad. Um, I think... He's going to have a really minimal role. I mean, it's clear he's a power back. Use him in short yardage situations and stuff like that. But even like, you know, I would like to see this Eagles team be leading some games going into the fourth quarter. Let's just put them away. Let's hand hope. the ball off to Jordan Let's Howard. <laughs> you know, Miles can do that, but I just like, I care about his long-term health. I don't want to just, you know, run him into the ground. Um, but Kenneth Gainwell, man, fifth round pick. I'm literally a Kenneth Gainwell Gainwell fanboy. You can call me that. I screamed like a little kid when we drafted him because I wanted him. I knew he was good. I think he can be the perfect complement to Miles Sanders. Um, I think Boston Scott's still gonna be like the second running back right now, just because of like his experience. He'll be RB one like against the Giants. So rest <laughs> best for Oh yeah. Oh, especially against the New York teams. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but. It'll be interesting to see if Kenny G can like find a way to compete for those running back two snaps. But as of right now, he's probably the third guy in the rotation. So um, we'll see how it progresses from there. But it's interesting, man. Like a lot of people feel really highly about Kenny uh, Kenny G. Besides me, I think it was Ross Big Tucker man. on the preseason um, commentary had mentioned. And again, don't take this the wrong way. He compared him to Brian Westbrook, a guy kind of drafted a little bit later. He came in as like the third guy, and he he ended up being arguably the best running back in Eagles history. I'm not saying you know Kenny G's going to be that, but I think he's going to surpass you know a lot of expectations considering he was a fifth round pick. Yeah, and the, the good point you made is that uh, ML Kuyper also stated that um, he was the steal of the draft. You know the way he fell to the 150th pick in the draft is is yeah. beyond me. So it definitely looks like the Eagles found a gem late rounds, which they continue to do. Um, but you mentioned a power back. That was my first thought because when they, especially when they brought in Kerryon Johnson, uh, our first thoughts, well, one of them is going to be the power back. It's either going to be Jonah Howard or Kerryon Johnson. And then Kerryon Johnson was waived and injured and all that. So we all assumed, okay, Jonah Howard's going to come in and just pound the defense when, when they need to wear them out. And now he's on the practice squad. Who knows? I assume he'll be activated at, at some point. Um, but yeah, don't really have that power guy. Now you have Miles, who, who's your bell cow guy. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott are both change of pace backs. They kind of both fill the same role. Um, but it, we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that shakes out. Jordan, any surprises? Were you surprised that the Eagles are only going with three running backs? Is that a smart way to go moving forward? I feel like four is like the standard. Or maybe Steven and I just play a lot of Madden and <laughs> that's the way it goes. Uh, but from your perspective, is three running backs smart for the Eagles moving forward? I personally don't think so. I was very shocked to see that Jordan Howard was released. And granted, now he is on the practice squad, so we can activate him if needed. But especially with Miles Sanders, who we've seen him deal with injuries here and there. And with the way our roster works, 
the uncertainties, I think I would have rather been safe than sorry and at least just had the fourth guy on the active roster. But like you said, the power back, that's also in the receiver moving over a little bit. That's another reason why I was so shocked. I know you guys talked about Fulgham a lot. He was like that big body receiver where now we just have a lot of speed. So it's kind of that same thing where they're going like with the thought process that they'll be okay with speed in both aspects. And it could work out great, but if it doesn't, it's a little concerning. So we do have the reassurance. I'm not going to panic because we can bring both of them up if needed, but it does make me feel a little uneasy. I was super shocked when I first saw it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going to have to see how that whole thing shakes out. Jason Huntley is there too. And then once he was gone, I was like, well, who's who's returning kicks? Maybe Gainwell will fill yeah. that spot. We'll have to we'll have to see there and punts as well. Um, hopefully, I don't see Greg Ward back there. I would like to see Rager doing it, um, but maybe they don't want one of their top receivers in there. So I just don't want to see Greg Ward and his like five point six return average. Like I'd rather not see see him back there. Yeah, he catches it, man. He catches, he catches it, it yeah. which is more than what Rager did at some point. So yeah, <laughs> so he definitely did a catch the ball which is important that when you're when you're returning punts so like you mentioned jordan the receivers jo- steven and i had a whole fit on, on the last video about fulgham and how he's the worst and all this stuff and then travis fulgham goes unclaimed so now our eagles fans just overvaluing subpar talent is is, is where we're at because the five active receivers now are Devonte smith Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, and Jay Jaw survived yet another year. So hopefully they're going to so, see. see we're, we're, yeah, so we'll we'll get into that. So those are your five active on, receivers. You know you're happy about that. Come I, on. I, well, whatever. We'll get into it. So, you're happy? So, wait a second. Wait a second. So, okay. All right. So, so Fulgham, Fulgham and, um, and uh and uh john hightower were brought back on the practice squad and then the eagles went ahead and signed former cardinal Keyshawn johnson who uh spent some time in arizona and been in the league two years um not really a lot of time to shine but maybe the eagles can get something out of him so those are your receivers i as far as jay jaw is concerned i just think that i how do how do i put it i think that that i didn't think the eagles would cut him because they, like like he it's it's one he has one last time to prove himself he was a second round pick and he has one more chance to prove himself on a on a new coaching staff was my thing and I feel like he can perform at some level so that's why I'm like it doesn't shock me that Jay Jaw is still here Jordan you seem a little upset that Jay Jaw is still on this roster so I'm just over him you're over it in general well I mean as we should be but do you like the do you like the wide receiver rotation were you shocked about Fulgham um do you you're obviously mad that that Jay Jaw is still on the roster so what what was your general takeaways from the five receivers that we did keep so I do this is the first year in a long time where I feel comfortable with our receiver core I like the direction that we're going And I do, as much as I'm over J-Jaw and he frustrates me to no end, I do understand why he made it because he can play on special teams too. So it makes sense. And like you said, new coaching staff, maybe they can bring the best out of him. So I'm not going to be totally down on him for right now. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I was super heartbroken about Fulgham. And that's more as a biased Philly fan maybe it is we're buying into him more just because of what he saw we saw him do for us um but he just stepped up for us when we needed him and was basically our saving grace over that span of a couple games um and I did hear his camp was 
not really impressive. So at the end of the day, it is a business and you have to do what you have to do. But I just still see so much potential in him and I want them to bring it out of him. So I'm hoping he gets another chance to shine. I think it's more frustrating that I feel like he did more for us than J-Jaw did and he keeps getting breaks, but Fulgham didn't get any. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. On paper, it makes sense and I understand it, but I am still rooting for Fulgham and hoping that he can still make a name for himself, make it back to the active roster. Yeah, five five roster spots is what shocked me because I thought they were going to keep six. Um, and then when they roll with the five, I was like, well, that's, you know, once they cut high towers, like, well, there's your six Fulgham staying. And then they cut Fulgham or, oh no, they cut Fulgham first rather. And then, so I, at that point I was like, they must be keeping five receivers. Um, but they certainly, they don't have a possession guy anymore. Alshon's gone. Um, so they still needed a guy that can go up and grab 50, 50 balls. And it looks like that J jaw just flat out beat Fulgham in camp. And once Fulgham, you know, had that costly turnover at the last preseason game, we all kind of knew, like, that eh, <laughs> that might be it. Yeah. And then Jadron had the touchdown, and we are all like, oh, he's going to save himself one last time. So that's kind of half that. Steven, you were all emotional about Fulgham uh, last game. Do you have some solace, some peace in mind now that Fulgham made it back to the practice squad? Or are you more so worried that he went unclaimed and made it back here anyway? <laughs> like, what's your stance on, on Fulgham finding his way back to the practice squad? I'm just surprised the Eagles were willing to take that risk. Like that had to be the plan all along. You can't just let you can't just let Fulgham go. I was worried somebody else was going to scoop him up and he was going to figure it out somewhere else. But I don't know. I like the idea of him on the practice squad. It's clearly a mental issue he's dealing with. Confidence, you know, consistency. That's always been something that's um held him back. He's been cut by several teams now, including the Eagles. Now he's back on the practice squad. So. Hopefully he can figure it out, but because that wide receiver three spots up for grabs, I think it's you know Devonte Smith one, Jalen Rager two, wide receiver three's up for grabs. I feel it like wasn't Quez, Quez did what he did. Quez kind of locked that down. <laughs> What's that? I said Quez kind of locked that down. So unless, yeah. unless Fogum like you know goes on another five game burst like last season, but. But again, it just depends on like you know like personnel and stuff like that. Whatever they're trying to do. And I get the concern about a possession wide receiver. That's why I was upset about Fulgham being cut. Um, I don't know if Jay Jaw's ready to do that. I really don't know what what the thinking is here. Maybe he is ready. You know, I haven't been at training camp. Apparently, he outperformed Fulgham. He sure as well. You know, he sure did in preseason in the games at least. Um, I think there's something to be said though about Zach Ertz. Though I know he's playing tight end. But I think he's the possession guy. He seems locked in mentally and physically. I think, I think that's what the Eagles are going to do. Everybody's talking about them, you know, getting a veteran wide receiver, maybe a possession guy or something like that. But it's like a developmental year. We're trying to figure out who Jalen Hurts is. Let's figure out what the wide receivers are. You know, you have, you have a possession guy on the roster. I know he's not a receiver, but he may as well be one. That's what Zach Ertz is. He's, he's kind of like a tight end and a receiver put together. So I, I'm not as concerned as other people are about that personally as far yeah so i just think that five five receivers seems low they did go light at running back end like we mentioned last episode uh they went light on receiver 
and as well as running back, and then went heavier on some other positions like linebacker and things like that. So that that was what was peculiar to me that Fulgham didn't even make it over some of those guys. And now he's back on the practice squad, and hopefully he can improve his practice habits or whatever the issue is. Um, but he clearly needs some some work to to, to fine tune because it's not a third team he's been cut from technically. So this maybe maybe he just got hot at the right time and and he just. You know, this he's plateaued, and this is kind of where he's at. So we'll certainly have to see that. Steven, you brought up the tight end and Zach Ertz, and he brought it up in the press conference, uh, speaking since last year, for the first time since last year, that he's basically gotten over everything over the offseason. He wants to stay in Philadelphia. He wants to retire in Philadelphia. And this is the greatest he's felt in a while. He says he feels good. He feels good now, better than he did this time last season. You know, I think it was ankle surgery he said he had. I, I can't remember correctly. I know he had surgery. I believe it was ankle surgery that, that he underwent. And so now he's locked in for the season. The Eagles are going to go into 2021 with both of their premier tight ends, which will be- definitely help Jalen Hurts. Zach Hurts being the only guy there in that offense over 26, the only pass catcher anyway, over 26 years old. You need that veteran security blanket over the middle that you can rely on. So Jordan, just your your quick takeaways because I don't I don't know what your whole stance was on the whole Zach Ertz saga over the offseason, but now he's back. You know the offseason's over, and he seems like he wants to remain in Philadelphia and hopefully retire here. Um, what, on what side of the fence were you on as far as Zach Ertz, and are, are you happy to see him back? As as I'm sure most fans are. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of selfish with that whole thing because I wanted to see him back just because he's such a fundamental part of this team and he was such a fundamental part of the Super Bowl and us getting there so from a selfish standpoint I wanted him to be here and I wanted him to be a part of this team but at the end of the day I do respect the hell out of him and I also wanted the best for him and if he didn't feel that Philly could do that for him anymore then I did want him to go somewhere where he could get that but now that he's here he's staying and he's seems happy to be here after that press conference it just gave me a lot of reassurance that it's going to be okay because I also didn't want to trap him here I didn't want him to just get stuck here because we waited too long to trade him like I didn't want it to be that sort of resentment situation so after this past press conference I feel great I'm glad he wants to retire here and like you said we've talked about over the years we've had a very old team like in all all across the board Now we have a very young offense, but at the same time, you still do need that veteran presence. That's very important. I think he will bring that. It seems like the team is moving in the right direction. We're kind of getting that brotherhood camaraderie back that last season didn't really seem to be there. Everyone seemed to be on a different page. So I do like the direction we're moving in, and I'm very glad that Ertz is here and he's happy to be here. Yeah, that was it was good to hear. The, the way he spoke about that, he kind of just moved on from everything. And I remember, I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked him, like, do you feel like you were treated fairly? And, you know, as far as what it was, and he said that um, the Eagles were 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 firm in their asking price for Ertz and they weren't budging on it and he can't fault the Eagles for that. They never, obviously, the compensation was never offered and Ertz is going to stick around now. And it looks like he can still play, not for nothing. So we'll have to, you know, see how that whole thing shakes out. But it's definitely good that Hurts. We'll have both of his tight ends because he's relied on them a lot in training camp. 
So I'm pretty sure he's going to look to target both of them uh, just as much as Devontae Smith uh, as far as the regular season is concerned. And also, in addition, as, as far as offense is concerned, another starter that Sirianni named was Jordan Mailata. We all obviously, again, knew that was coming with the Dillard was getting tossed around in training camp. And in addition to the injury, we knew how Mailata was uh was was going to start basically so now your starting lineup looks to be jason kelsey lane johnson brandon brooks c.a malu and jordan Mailata. steven as far as the trenches are concerned if everyone stays healthy it looks like that Jalen hurts has a chance to, uh, to make some noise this season as long as ever you know Devontae smith is what he is his tight ends stay healthy make some noise man and those and those trenches they're getting older i mean jason kelsey lane brandon they're they're all getting older and half of them are coming back from injuries uh, but do you feel good about the offensive line moving forward and the depth? A lot of people are making some noise uh, uh, about the depth. They don't know how, how you know, if, if one guy goes down, are we going to have another situation like last year and it's hurts going to be running for his life. But as the whole OL unit in general, how confident are you in them? I feel really good, um, especially barring injury now. I hope nobody gets hurt. I really don't want to go down that road again. But, you know, a lot of the backups have experience starting. You know, you look at Driscoll um her big so a couple of those guys and then even like dillard who look i know he got destroyed by Maialata in the competition for the left tackle spot but he had a good preseason i think he can be good in certain situations the offensive line i'm not going to say it can be the strength of the team but it can be one of them i mean you look at a lot of the guys jason kelsey i didn't even mention landon dickerson by the way who mm. i mean you know we gotta wait a little bit i still think he's his road to recovery is a little ways away to go. But I think this season he could potentially maybe push Isaac Siamalu out. So he, that guy better be watching, you know, over his shoulder because, like, Siamalu is a decent player. But, like, there's a reason why Landon Dickerson, even with an injury, was drafted that high. Like, this guy is really good, man, and everybody loves him. He's an awesome locker room guy. Um, is he the long-term, you know, center replacement for Jason Kelsey? I don't know what the plan is. I just know he's a beast. He's going to play on the interior. And it's it's just awesome to see. How many years was it, Vic? You you were the one with the stat where the Eagles didn't draft an Alabama player for, what was I want to say it was 2001 was the last time when they drafted Freddie Milans in 2001. Insane. So 20 years Alabama ago, 19 play, years, man. 20 years ago, yeah, it was the last one. So since 2001, they haven't taken Alabama flares. They took a receiver at the time in the fifth round who became nothing to begin with, and then they double-dipped here with Dickerson and Devontae Smith. So it's good to see that, and hopefully, you know, Dickerson shakes out and is the successor to Jason Kelsey because this man threatens retirement every year. <laughs> so we're going to have to figure out who's going to be the answer uh, on there. So that's the offense in general. Ertz is back. Hurts is the starter. Devontae Smith. Looks to be a high-volume target. We hope Rager figures it out and Quez Watkins is is the the X factor in all of this. Maybe we'll see Fulgham at some point. <laughs> at some point. So shifting over to the defensive side, the corners, they're only rolling with five corners going light here as well. Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Josiah Scott, Steven Nelson, and I forget the I forget the fifth one already. <laughs> but they're gonna roll with 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 five corners. And they have Craig James and Michael Jiquette. And they picked up an Indianapolis corner. 
yesterday that they're going to stash away on the uh, on the practice squad. I'll pull up the roster in a Which second. Which did you forget? Did you mention? It was I said Stephen Nelson, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Josiah Scott, and uh, I forgot the your I'll boy McPherson. Oh, hey McPherson! How could I forget McPherson? <laughs> oh, oh, fear McPherson! How could I forget him? Yeah, so he's there yeah. too. I don't know why he he split my mind for a second. So those are five corners. Jordan, are we surprised again? Similar to the running backs and receivers, we only have five corners, but Craig James and Michael Jaquette who we all remember that Dallas game that you got cooked on. Mark Cooper made, made mince me out of that man. But are we, are we concerned with only five cornerbacks and with the current group? Are you confident in the secondary? It looks like we have a competent one for now, but how, how do you feel about only retaining five corners on the active roster? If they can stay, especially if um, Steven Nelson and Darius Lay can stay healthy, I'm totally fine with it. I think the two of them, can kind of hold it down. I feel I was so happy when we made the Steven Nelson move. That was something I was waiting on for weeks and weeks. And when we finally pulled the trigger, I was super excited. Darius Slay makes me nervous just because it felt like almost every week he was dealing with an injury and it never totally took him out. Yeah, he was, but he, himself, he was always why. limping and he's always walking <laughs> I off. I would be and, too. Nobody was on the yeah. other side of the field. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, and I feel like it's going to be that way with our whole roster. Like we were just talking about with the O-linemen. If you can stay healthy, it works. If you start getting to that point where we're dealing with injuries and we're trying to sub people in, I feel like then it could get complicated. But on paper, if everything goes according to plan, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, let's hope that Steven Nelson – Steven Nelson's only on a one-year deal, so we're going to have to figure out if he's going to play well enough <laughs> to, to, to warrant – I know. I hope so. I Eagles. hope he can step up. I'm not. I'm not sure. Last season, he had an off season. Yeah, hopefully we can get yeah. one of those corners. We, people, a lot of people are are asking for a. Uh, who's the LSU guy? I forget his name already. Uh, Stingley, oh. Derek Stingley. Yeah. Yes. So people are cap. You know, want him already, and we have three first round. Well, who knows anymore with the whole Carson? That that, that thing Fingers is crossed. that thing is is a. Uh, is a mess. So maybe we'll have first round picks if Carson ever gets on the field with a foot or the covid situation and all that we'll have to we'll have to see how that that will certainly that gets more interesting by the week that whole saga i didn't think i don't think there's ever been a more dramatic start to a stint with a team than the thing that carson Wentz is going through over there oh man and i will say he is the most unlucky person i don't know if it's lucky or just like the whole again with the whole like no matter which side of the vaccine situation you're on but in that instance to go through all the stuff he just did and he's remaining steadfast like I'm it is what it is with the vaccine. It's just I it feels like it's more stubbornness than than luck at this point. Um the foot thing is definitely unlucky. I don't know what it's kind like of I don't know what kind of turf unlucky. they're practicing on over there. Yeah. Him and Quentin Nelson. But the vaccine thing definitely seems like that he's just kinda like just gonna remain firm in his own way and uh, hopefully it just, you know, doesn't doesn't hinder him any further in the season. So we'll have to see how that how that whole thing shakes out. And then you got the defensive line rotation. Obviously, you got uh, Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham and all those guys. That's This unit looks like it's going to be the strongest unit on the team with the way that the, the team is currently structured. You have Milton Williams in the middle, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave. Uh, they're going to be a force, and they're going to constantly rotate fresh bodies in there that can be just as good as the, as the unit that just got off the field, <laughs> Stephen. Is, is the defensive line the heart and soul of this team? Are we going to live and die by the defensive line rotation this year? Oh, absolutely. It's been that the last several years, too. It's been the strength of this team. I mean, we were a four-win team last year, but 
I mean, when you got Fletcher Cox, sacks. And, third and third in the league in sacks last year, despite the yeah, shit show that it was. Yeah. And it's even like it's even better now that we have a better secondary. Now it, it helps everybody. Um, I can't stress enough. I know we're talking about the defensive line. Jordan had mentioned it, but the Stephen Nelson signing so big because, you know, that was the problem last year. It was Darius Slay on an island. We didn't have somebody across from him. And like Stephen Nelson has his concerns, but he's like he's ideally a second corner, and it just makes life easier for everybody you know even avante maddox by the way who is a slot corner he should never have been on the outside he's like five foot eight that's like asking me to go out there and defend these wide receivers that are you know like six two and running you know four threes and all that stuff it's just not fair but yeah the defensive line i'm excited to see um i don't want to say a bounce back year for javon hargrave because he kind of had an unlucky season last year we paid him a big big salary you know how he how he's wanted him for a while um he did he dealt with injuries and stuff like that but he's been turning it on apparently um for a while the talk of the town was he was the best player on defense during training camp i don't know if you mm-hmm. yeah definitely he's been a monster in training camp yeah he's, he's been a monster he's, he so. might have been the best defensive lineman in training camp honestly other than wow. sweat, other than josh sweat yeah but he was i would say it was awesome. sweat 1a and then and then hargrave and barnett can interchange for 1b that's how good they were in training camp was cox just coasting i mean he deserves i mean he's a veteran you know he's you know he's he he is what he is but yeah he's hargrave is definitely primed for a big year it's going to be interesting to see the eagles gave him a three-year contract last year uh when they probably should have paid somebody like robbie anderson (laughs) that was the whole a whole nother thing last season uh but hargrave certainly looks like he's ready to take the next step this season and then the one last unit the linebackers, for whatever reason, they went with seven, which seems steep here. And they, this is why I was like, why did they go so light in positions and go with so many here? But if you look at the linebackers, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, Davion Taylor, TJ Edwards, Jannard Avery, who's still around for whatever reason, maybe because we gave up that fourth round pick at the deadline, uh, Sean Bradley and Patrick Johnson. And they brought back Jacoby Stevens, the rookie Jacoby Stevens, who is the uh, the only guy, the only rookie not to make the the active roster but they brought him back on the practice squad so jordan are are we we all know how how the linebacker shit got for us in the last few seasons nathan gary was as good as food and it's and it shows you how bad nathan gary was because he didn't even survive training camp in san francisco so the fact that this guy was starting for us last year shows you how incompetent the eagles are at even scouting linebacker talent but you have eric wilson here who had 100-plus tackles last season. Alex Singleton also had a 100-plus uh, tackle season. Two strong guys in there. TJ Edwards has shown promise. And you have guys like Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor, and and others that look to hopefully you know harvest their potential. Uh, as far as belief that the linebackers won't get carved up over the middle, where do you stand with the linebacker core of the Eagles heading into this season? think the reason that they went so deep here and this is where they were putting most of their focus just because there is so much uncertainty and yeah there are guys that are going to come out and be bright bright lights throughout it all but you don't exactly know for sure it's not like it's not like our o-line or d-line where you have guys where you can trust them and guarantee and know for sure Mm. so i feel like that's why they wanted so much depth here so if things aren't working out they can change things and kind of figure it out as they're going like you said we're not really good at linebacker ever so we're just figuring it out so i think that's why it is what it is and it kind of stinks that other positions had to get kind of skimmed right so they could do this 
But at the end of the day, I do understand it. And I'm just hoping that maybe after this season, we can finally get into a groove and have a more stable situation. Or here. draft a linebacker in the first couple rounds. Or that, draft that a would linebacker. be nice. Yeah. I, I was a big Patrick <laughs> Queen guy. I was a big Patrick <laughs> Queen guy in the, in, the, in the draft a few years ago. And now he's lighting it up for Baltimore. So that's, that is what it is. Steven, real quick, why is Denard Avery still on the roster? You know, I had said in the last <laughs> podcast, last video we made, like, when you looked, and again, it's different now because a lot of guys were retained on the practice squad, so they're still technically on the Eagles yeah, roster I mean, if you want to say it. We were um, livid that last episode. We were, we were, yeah, we were animated in that. I one. don't know, man. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, I told, I said it last time. A lot of the players that Howie specifically invested draft capital in made it over guys that probably should have made it over them. You know, you look at yeah, because Jay they're Zoll going with their, they're going with the precedent that this is a new coaching staff. You need to find yeah. a way to harvest the potential out of this guy, Jay Jaw. If you can get something out of him before we cut ties with our second round pick, if you can find a way to get anything out of him before we just move I on, it's and I get it, and I get it. It's a new coaching staff. the 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 offensive scheme was horrible last season nobody could get anything going Carson was terrible everybody was terrible the offense in general was just a shit show so they're hoping that maybe JJ under a scheme that knows how to put players that have those type of skills in the best position to succeed maybe we'll see the Stanford skill out of him and maybe I guess to, to your point that's what we're hoping for Jannard Avery right is that is that where we're going here <laughs> they invested a fourth round pick for him at the deadline a couple of years ago so let's hope that at some point we can Jonathan Gannon can see whatever Denard Avery is. Who my eyes are on, Davion Taylor, a third yeah. round pick with you. My man was on and fire I'm, in camp before the he injury. He has potential, man. Like I think if if he pans out, it's it's it changes a lot at that position because as we know this this like let's just call it what it is. This Eagles linebacker group might be among the worst positional group in the NFL. Like I'm serious, you compare it to other position groups. I mean, Singleton he, and, and Wilson. I don't. I don't think they're the worst. Yeah, they're, like, they're 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 serviceable at the very least. Like, yeah. This man just hates the linebackers, but that's now they I'm are. Thinking. But like, it's easy to say that. Eric now. Wilson is poor in pass coverage. Though. Gotten to produce very bad in pass coverage. Eric, Eric Wilson. So we'll have to. And he missed a lot of tackles last season. So we'll have to. We'll 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 have to. We we'll need a to. three down linebacker, man. All these guys that are yeah. good that we're talking about can only be on the field. We for need a guy like Fred Warner, Warner in San Francisco. That man can that man can hawk people down. Davion Taylor does give me hope because I remember one yeah. time last season he bit on a fake by Lamar Jackson, but he hawked that man down some type of way. If you can hawk down Lamar Jackson, you mm. have you have some type of you have some type of skill or just flat out speed. He's yeah, I'm of, tired of serviceable guys. You know what I mean? I mean, like, we I want guys this is what we got. This is what we got out there and make plays. Yep, and they're not going to do it with linebackers because they figured, and they just now starting to look into it in the secondary. Um, but they live and die by the defensive line. That's been a thing since Jim Johnson, and it looks like it's just going to continue. If you can get pressure with the defensive lineman, we don't need linebackers, and we only need corners that can cover for the first eight seconds. We don't care what happens after that. So that's the way they're going. They're going to think about that. So that's in totality the whole our, our analysis on the roster as far as the practice squad. Um, for the people that aren't on the visual side and can't read it, we had it on the ticker here uh with the with the practice squad but the players that it consists of as of today uh if i can get it real quick so it was offensive lineman kod i don't even know how to say his name but kod awasika whoever that guy is so he's he's on the practice squad uh laraven clark was retained as well he was a guy that a lot of teams had interest from around the league like a lot of teams wanted him on the practice squad and the Raven Clark chose to stay with Stoutland. So that goes to show you how important Stoutland continues to be uh, for this team. Travis Fogum, obviously, John Hightower, uh, Jordan Howard, Jason Huntley, 
Michael Jaquette, Craig James. Man, I would have never thought Craig James would, would find a way to stick around on this roster. Matt Leo, who's in here through the International Pathway Program, so he doesn't count towards the practice squad. He's a 17th player that we got to have because of the International Program. Uh, Sua Apeta, been here a few years. Ross, I can't even say his name, but Ross Pierschbacher is here. And, the center, right? Yeah, the center. And the Eagle Seamstress is probably ripping her mind out because she has to keep freaking writing this dude's name on jersey. So I know <laughs> I know she's having a fit. My guy, Elijah Riley, made the squad. Finally. We talked about it on the last on the last episode. Uh, Elijah Riley, and you're like, your guy didn't make it. Uh, the, so the safeties are Kavon Wallace, Rodney McLeod, who's going to make his very best to, to play week one. Uh, Kavon Wallace. Uh, uh, McLeod, Anthony Harris, and Marcus Epps, still, still here. Marcus Epps and Elijah Riley. Hopefully, I would like to see him on the on the active roster. You have Jacoby Stevens, the rookie. Raekwon Williams, defensive tackle. Keyshawn Johnson, who they signed from Arizona. Marvin Wilson, the defensive tackle. Uh, he looks he 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 has some promise to him. And then you have the cornerback Andre. I can't say his name either. Andre Shashir. It looks like who has Jonathan Gannon ties and can cover a little bit. So that's your entire practice squad. Hopefully some of these players, we see Jordan Howard, Fulgham, uh, Elijah Riley. Those are some guys I expect to see caught up throughout the season. Jordan, is there any other, I don't want to say issues, any other points you have to get out about? Because this man, she, she's, she's, a vo- I, I, I thought that she was going to come on here and say how Minshew was about to be the starter. And I was going to have to like leave. And oh, <laughs> like, cause she was, did you oh, see her I, when Minshew was like announced? She was up and down the, up and down Instagram. Just, pro- the problem here I was like, yo, not Minshew, allowed, like, you're allowed to like players. She was at the, like Minshew was about to run this team. That's what I was thinking. So, no. So. And that's what I, I was like, I'm excited that he's here just because I appreciate him as a player. His so energy. now that like he's on my team and I can root for him and see him I, I might be but i might go out and buy a Minshew jersey whenever they're like i might have to do it just to have to it trevor lawrence but this is Jalen hurts <laughs> trevor lawrence stole his job <laughs> oh man that is crazy it is crazy to see him here though that's that's one trade i didn't see coming but we all know how the right? eagles value the qb room so it shouldn't shock anybody how i like how how he tried to act like that QB factory wasn't a thing. He was like, remember where? Oh my! That's right. Did you like, see him? On. He was like, where? Uh, what was it? He's trying to make worst. a joke. He's like, what he is knew that damn well. He knew damn well. Come on, <laughs> what it was? Oh man, that's that's that's. Step aside, Howie football season. Yeah, yeah it's no longer Howie season anymore. It's called the regular season. Get get to the back of line. <laughs> it's time for Nick Sirianni to see what this man can do on the field. We appreciate everybody uh, who tuned in to watch the video, listen to the show. Be sure to subscribe. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, the Odyssey app as well as YouTube. Be sure to follow these guys here. Steven, follow him on Twitter at Steven Conrad Jr. Uh, follow Jordan on Twitter at the Sporty Jordy. Steven, uh, what's coming up as far as Liberty Line? And you put out a Sixers video, right, not too long ago on that on that Sixers channel you do. About yeah. Ben, about Ben. Yeah, yeah. Toxic stuff. Toxic. You want to yeah, talk about just, toxic? Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? It was our reaction to the Ben Simmons report that came out, man. That's why I'm just so excited for Eagle season because there's just so much to be excited about. The Sixers, like, boy, what a toxic situation uh, that is, man. Yeah. Um, Thank God Tyrese Maxey. Yo, subscribe Rich to the Paul, Pod the whole... TV, man. What are you doing? God. What are we doing here? I told I do him all the behind the scenes. Well, Vic's doing the behind the scenes stuff right yeah, now during the video, but <laughs> post-production. 
I'm your guy. Yeah, I'm the I'm literally the during production. So that's that's what's going. This whole this whole ensemble of show you watching it, it took it took a lot of work. So appreciate everybody that comes in to watch the show. Jordan, what's coming up for you? I know you just got a, done a few appearances and you got on side checks and all that fun stuff. What you got coming up? Where can the people find you at? So yeah, so I'll do my YouTube videos weekly with sports betting advice, breaking news, all that fun stuff at Sporty Jordy on YouTube. Onside Chicks will be live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and Twitch. And then I'll be hosting Fantasy Underdogs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays before all the games start just to give fantasy advice, tips, tricks, waiver wire pickups, all that fun stuff. Jordan's advice, loan advice is draft Justin Herbert. So if you, that's all yeah. she's going to oh, tell you to do. I got, so. I got him in one league and I got Josh Allen the other. Yeah, so Can't that's complain. all the advice she's going to give. So that's yeah. Uh, speaking of betting props, we gotta we gotta get started on those shows. So the next few ones, there's some props I meant to bring up on this show, uh, but we ran out of time here. So we'll we'll dedicate some stuff on the next future episodes. Thank you guys for subscribing. Follow all of us on Twitter. Be sure to check out all the future episodes. Hit that bell for notifications. Until the next one, y'all. Peace out from the Philly Pod. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.